Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Last chance here. Poole lets it fly. And that's it. Wow, what a game. Boston with a flurry late in the fourth. Carried it over to the overtime, and they win it 121-118. Golden State had a chance at the end of regulation and had a chance at the end of overtime, Coach. Second hour, late night, WEEI. It's KJ. 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937. Celtics win a very, very important game tonight. 121-118 over Golden State. I think I might call that game of the year so far. I know well, it's, hold on. it's still kind of halfway. Well, hold on here. Two seconds. Why? I said that when they lost that game in Golden State, I would not be concerned about that loss. Yeah, it was on national television. Yeah, it was Saturday night. Yeah, it was embarrassing. But it was still just kind of a regular season game in the middle of a road trip where they had just wally molly Phoenix two nights before. If anything, on that West Coast swing, I had a bigger problem that they let the that they let the Lakers back in that game. That's the game that I said I had a problem with, and the defense was going to be an issue. Tonight's game was very important because it's a home game, and even in, during the regular season, you don't want to give up home games that are of high importance in terms of the psyche of a team. You don't want to do that, and that almost happened. Early, the Celtics were just getting out-rebounded, out-hustled, second-chance points. I don't know how many. There was one play where Kevin Looney had like, Kevon Looney had like three offensive rebounds on one play, and I was just like, the narrative, I was thinking like, man, the narrative tonight is not going to be good. It's not. Because it was going, I was ready to say the team isn't ready. Something clicked. And when it clicked, it reminded me of how how this team can be dominant for a while. I guess I it, meant when I said like game of the year, like and from an entertaining perspective. I was saying like I like gotten one sentence in, and <laughs> just started the hour. But even if you just look at rotations, right? Because what you see in the regular season, you would almost say subtract one guy off the bench, and that's not who you're going to see because you just tighten your rotations. So Golden State just went with eight guys tonight and almost pulled the game off. But you say with the nine guys the Celtics went with, outside of Luke Cornett, you're going to be going with the eight-man rotation that's very strong, right? Like, you've got Brogdon, White, and Williams, Grant Williams, as your three off the bench. Like, if this was the playoffs tonight, 
This that's why it felt like a playoff game because the rotations were so tight. You weren't seeing coaches. I mean, let's see one, two, three, four, five, six DNP coaches' decisions for the Celtics, and three of them now they have injuries for the Golden State Warriors. Three of them for 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 the Warriors. So when you're playing those rotations tight, the way these two teams were playing tonight, it's saying everybody knows how important this game is for both teams. Why it was important for Golden State, I don't think they had beaten anybody with a winning record on the road at all this season, and they're like they're like mired in seventh in the West. That's why I said that loss out in out in Golden State wasn't such a big deal because the Celtics were first in the Eastern Conference. I would be more concerned. If this was a loss to Brooklyn or a back-to-back loss or a couple of silly losses, you haven't really seen that this year. So tonight is a way I think this team told itself that even though they probably won't see Golden State in the finals, I just don't think Golden State will be able to get there. This is a game that says mentally for themselves that they are ready for whatever revamp Milwaukee with Chris Middleton there, whatever the 76ers have ready to throw at them, I think what how they handled Brooklyn a few nights ago shows that, okay, even Brooklyn isn't even on the radar. Uh, they, it will be an adjustment when Kevin Durant is back. But the team tonight just came through when it just looked like there was just really no way. Jason Tatum, 9 for 27, 34 points, but knocked down all of his free throws. So that's the that's a big difference. He's 4-13 for 3, 7 turnovers. So you're really not talking about the greatest of stat lines outside of the 19 rebounds. Three Celtics had double digits and rebounds. And this is what you're supposed to do against these smaller teams like Golden State. Absolutely dominate in areas where they can't compete. Didn't it irritate you in the first half when they kept settling for threes instead of attacking that small ball lineup? Because, I mean, Draymond Green, yeah, he's a good defender, but he's six six and he's their center. Well, that's the thing. is I saw what Steve Kerr was doing right away when he started... Uh, Draymond Green at center instead of Kevon Looney, who started every game at center so far this year. It was all a mental ploy. That's why I even think the whole thing of Draymond bringing up the stuff that was brought up again was all part of a mental ploy that, you know, the fans didn't really play into it. There was no super visceral noise towards Draymond. Towards the end of the game when he was called for a foul, it kind of got there. But by this time, the game was more about basketball and less about the mistakes that the Celtics were making early on. So what I saw was kind of a bit of a regress Celtics at the beginning of the game, like you said, taking those threes from outside. I'm like, what you know, what is going on? Now, the, the Celtics are not a pound-the-paint team in terms of, like, you know, you put Al on the block and bang down low. That's not what he consistently does. But Al Horford, I, again, Al Horford is the reason why that the – it felt a lot like game one of the NBA Finals. Tonight's game – Play almost played out to a T. Al Horford hitting the key three pointer in regulation, uh, not from the exact corner, but just off of the you know elbow extended. That you know, and then had the block on the next play down the court. Like Al Horford really kept the game um, to a point where going to overtime. You, you did. I mean, you're glad with the results that happened, but even at the end of the even at the end of overtime, you're like, what are you? What are you guys doing? Like, there's you should you should not this should not be close. You should be dribbling a ball out and letting the clock run down. So yeah, the Warriors are a little bit still in the Celtics' head, but by the win tonight at home, the narrative changes. You don't have to play these guys. You won't play them again this. Season. You won't play them again this season, most likely. 
You know, if and if and if they do, then that means the Warriors have gone on some miraculous run after the injuries have come back and and shocked everybody. Like they would they would be so worn out because I don't think they get higher than the sixth or seventh seed they, unless you're just waiting for uh, Sacramento to just have this precipitous fall. But coming up, and we haven't done NBA crypto in a while. We'll do that here in about ten minutes here on WEI. Yeah, we'll look at the entire league and what teams are up and which which teams are down. But the Celtics are in a position now where they've made a statement saying that a team like Golden State can't get under their thumb anymore because the Celtics have a great shot at winning the NBA title this year. And let's be honest, if they're not playing Golden State, then you would almost have to say advantage Celtics. Golden State really needed this game even more than the Celtics did because Golden State, they're trying to remind themselves that they're great. It's like, do I still look pretty? That's what it was for them tonight. And for a while, they were looking pretty pretty. I mean, think about it. If you got Draymond Green, who's got a stat line of 11 points, 9 assists, 13 rebounds, that tends to be games that Golden State wins. He's the sneaky guy that isn't going to burn you for a bunch of points, but on the back end, he's got all these numbers on the back line that you said this guy had his hand in virtually everything. Allen Wiggins, thank goodness he started to get cold. He shot 6 for 18, but at one point you're like, oh boy, don't let this guy get off. Steph Curry, 9 for 25, 6 for 18 from 3. Uh, Clay Thompson, 8 for 16. Jordan Poole, 10 for 25. So if anything, with, with Golden State, you have to find out who's the king of the castle. Like Jordan Poole and Steph Curry both take 25 shots in a game? Wow. All the, the entire starting lineup for them, all in double figures. Same thing with the Celtics. But what was the different? What was the key? Malcolm Brogdon off the bench with 14. And you're almost like, this is the game. It's like, <laughs> this is exactly why they made the trade and brought him in from Indiana. Oh, yeah, absolutely sixth man of the year. I think there's no question about it. Because just Brogdon alone outscored the entire bench for Golden State by four points. Yeah, 14 to 10. So when you've got that guy coming off, of like even on the last play of regulation, I actually would wanted to have Brogdon available to take the shot and had someone else inbound the ball because clearly you're going to go to Tatum and Brown. That's what it, that's what the defenses are looking for. But I think that's also a shot that Brogdon could knock down. I That's something I would have said. Can you have someone else, probably someone bigger, right, because they have a small defense out there. So maybe someone like Al Horford or Robert Williams because maybe Horford probably as your inbounder. And while everybody's looking to go after Tatum and Brown, get it to Brogdon, Brogdon maybe hits that shot. But still, that's looking at what was in regulation. They end up winning the game, and that's all that matters. Robert Williams, 6 for 8, 14 points. That's huge. But even uh, in 11 rebounds, but even the, the Warriors, I give them credit. They were ready for the lobs for, for Rob in the paint. And I, they're preparing for that. So I, it's one of those games that if if the Warriors had won that game, then the rest of the league, especially the Eastern Conference teams, would say, this is the blueprint of how you get to the Celtics. Because if the Celtics lost tonight, then that loss in, in, in San Francisco would now matter. right? Because, hey, you're in the middle of a four-game road trip out there. You might have been a bit tired. You know, you, you just like your previous two games were Phoenix, and then you'd flown across country from Toronto. And then you play that game on a Saturday night, and everything's all this energy. 
tonight it would have been a different narrative. Oh boy, you guys haven't played a game since MLK Day. You've had plenty of rest. You know what happened? Where you sleep at the wheel? I give Marcus I give Marcus Smart a lot of credit for continuing to be solid throughout the game, even though he shot seven for sixteen. There were just times in the game where you needed a bucket for Marcus Smart, and you were getting it. And from three point, he was three for six. So the old Marcus Smart would have probably said, "Okay, I'm going to chuck it up, maybe three for ten. And the the efficiency is there. But Brogdon is 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 the bee's knees, my friends. <laughs> this is the guy that teams are salivating over. You know, moving down the road, they, they what they we'll give you our star for him to be on our bench. I mean, you had to have thought like when you made the trade, you wouldn't expect this out of him, like this kind of production. I did because I thought he would be the starter. I thought that the Celtics, their blaring issue was well, two of them, one uh, bench scoring, and I thought they addressed that with Danilo Gallinari before he got hurt, and a point guard who can distribute and score effectively, someone who can run the offense. Um, but I give Marcus Smart a lot of credit. He has stepped up in that realm and said, okay, this is what I'm going to be versus what I've been doing so far. So him with 18 points, to me, those were the sneakiest 18 points out of everybody out there. I was like, he had 18, but it just seemed like when he was getting the ball, he was converting, uh, especially when he was close to the basket. The assist number low tonight, but I think sometimes that's what happens when, gets up and, when you get up and down the court. And when when players are missing shots, right? But, I mean, Tatum with 19 rebounds, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, does it concern you, though, that he played 48 minutes out of a possible, just doing the math, 53? Uh, The game required it. Again, like I said, this game was important for the psyche of this team, especially the way that Golden State beat them last year and how they lost the game on the home floor just to just go out there and kind of limper. Yeah, I was thinking about it like as I was coming in. Like, if they had dropped this game, if you go back to the finals, they would have lost to the Warriors five straight times. And we've seen in the past this team can get in their own head, and that wouldn't have helped if they lost. Well, this would be the team that would get in their head because I've said for several years that Danny Ainge built this team to beat the Golden State Warriors. It just couldn't get past LeBron. Um, It couldn't get past Giannis one year. So... This team has been built for the Golden State Warriors. Um, the only thing you just didn't factor into is with you know Allen Wiggins, right? Like you're really talking you're talking a number one pick who kind of faltered in Minnesota and became this great deal and suddenly he's been rejuvenated. Like if you knock what Kevin Durant did by him being the superstar and going to the team. They've really done just the same thing with Allen Wiggins. Yeah, I'm Andrew, 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 Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins was like the second I'm, or third most important player last year. Yeah, I think I'm calling playoffs. him by his father's name. So, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is literally what Kevin Durant did, even though him and Kevin Durant are not on the same level. You're still getting that other same production, quality level production, that allowed them to win a championship last year. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night. We'll discuss some more Celtics here, plus NBA crypto. Uh, Bill Bill O'Brien in-house to discuss the OC job for Patriots. That's still to come. Bruins in action tonight. So hang out. we still got another 45, 50 minutes to go. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Finally back in it. And he gets the pick. Brown recovers. Plenty of time here. Tatum gets it with eight to shoot. Now he lets it fly. Jason Tatum hits a big three. Well, the Celtics had struggled from three most of the night, but here down the stretch in the fourth in overtime, they're knocking them in. Late night, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. I'm KJ. Celtics win 121-118 against Golden State, a very big mental game. And one of those games that was kind of ugly for Tatum, but if you if you didn't see the game and you just looked at the stat line, you'd be like, good God, 34 points and 19 rebounds? We got Moses Malone out there? You know, the, the narrative with Jason Tatum, I think, you know, there can't be a hate it or love it anymore. Either you love it or name what the replacement is going to be and be honest if it's even going to match up to the replacement. That that just would that that absolutely giggles me. There is you know like oh gosh because you know people are oh gosh look at this guy he's not in this game or early on. But ask yourself what would be the replacement? Draft picks. <laughs> that's my, that's my favorite. I hate so I hate filling Blake superstar. Well, we can get some good draft picks for him. Like okay, so you rather trade to to see what goes on and hope that you can get what you already have right now, thank goodness tonight was a win. Because if tonight wasn't a win, all the arrows would have been pointed at Jason Tatum, despite having 19 rebounds. And it almost wasn't a win. I, I, you know, I, I, there's no third superstar, right? Those days are gone. It used to be you need like three, but now that... Yeah, like a super team. Two, yeah, two, two, two are going to have. You're going to have to have two that eats up everything, and they're going to have to be other players that are above exception, right? Like Al Horford is outperforming his age, his years in the league. I mean, he's he played 37 minutes tonight, you know. So, you know, even Robert Williams getting up to 27, which I thought would be like the maximum in terms of his his return in terms of you know minutes restriction. But I mean, Joe Mazzulla stretched them out. I mean, gosh, Brogdon played 36 minutes himself. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're going to have to work with sometimes Tatum not being able to do everything. And I think part of that comes from that he's just coming off of scoring 51 against Charlotte. But as I told you, that's what you do against Charlotte or your San Antonio's or Orlando. That's where you get your 50 point games. People talk about the Kobe game. Kobe dropped 81 against the Raptors. Right? You're not going to have games where you're going to be dropping 50-60 against Golden State. If there is, 
one, I would say, oh my gosh, <laughs> defense drills are the first things we're working on next practice. But two, these great teams don't allow for point, point situations to happen like that. So Tatum's not Superman, but despite the bad shooting from the field, the dude had 19 rebounds. <laughs> that says to me the guy's putting in work. A lot of superstars, like Luka, Luka Doncic is a great example. He ain't going to pat. Like, you watch, just watch a possession. He'll rebound the ball, all right? He'll bring the ball up and will start the offense for the offense to finish through him. That's why Dallas is is sliding. And we'll get to NBA crypto here shortly. We look around the league at where teams are at this point, coming up on the All-Star break. But, yeah, why, why, don't, why doesn't the fan base just get all in on the love on Jason Tatum, good and bad? Good and bad. If tonight was a loss, I would say, yeah, they'd probably have to figure some things out mentally and probably now commit all in on defense. Who cares if who cares if you're dropping 50? You need to start squishing these opponents, opponents to keeping them near 100 to make another statement for yourself. But, yeah, seven turnovers, not the prettiest of games. I was just about to say 17 turnovers in total. Yeah. But they forced 16 from Golden State. I mean, Tatum led the team in assists, right? So, like, how what 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 else do you want from the guy? <laughs> like, you know, you know, like I said, game started off slow. Was I thrilled about those shots from the outside? No. But at the same time, they got the W. He did what was needed. And that's all. Seven offensive rebounds from Robert Williams. My God. Yeah, isn't that usually the mark of like a championship team is like winning ugly and that kind of things? Like you could say tonight was kind of an ugly game to start. Yeah, it was ugly. And you're you're right. Like the things that are going to separate you are, are going to be assists, rebounds, turnovers, right? Because the assists say you got other people involved in that, and that means someone scored. You get an assist because people scored, right? Rebounds. If you're getting rebounds, you're 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 eliminating second chance buckets and turnovers. That's simple enough. You're giving away possessions. All those things are tied to points. Right? So that's why I say Tatum can have an ugly 34 and this be to me a signature game. This is a signature game, a game for him. Cuz in a game they only won by 3 points, he had 19 rebounds. I I mean I got shot at shot Shout down about that last year in game one where he had like 12 points and like 15 rebounds. Well, that's not the Jason Tatum we wouldn't need and everything. I was like, you know, that was that's the best game the Celtics looked in all their wins in the NBA Finals. And it was two of them. That was the best looking game. Sometimes, that, that's how, to me, that's where superstars are really born. It's really easy to put up the high numbers. He wouldn't be the first guy in the league. Dominique Wilkins is a great example of it. A lot of high number games, highlight games, didn't win, was never close to anything winning. You know, Will Tatum, you see he's willing to do the dirty work. My God. 19 rebounds? Look, I don't care what anybody says, that's impressive. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ, late night here on WEEI. All right, before we get into... uh, NBA crypto. Um, I do want to mention 
Uh, you know what? I just had a train. Of, forgot what I was going to mention. Maybe it's not important to mention that right now. But give the Celtics their flowers. They got over the hump tonight. That team came in. The Warriors. They knew they wanted to be a disruptor. They had to make it. They had to make a statement for themselves because their t- their season has been subpar. So, good on the Celtics, man. And uh, eighteen and five at home. Wow. Warriors five and eighteen away. That, that see, that's the thing. What I think the lowest ticket for tonight was one hundred and fifty bucks, just because the Warriors are coming to town. You're like, look, this team is coming to town, and they've only won five games on the road. And all the ticket prices go up. So I guess that's good for the home team. Like, yay, Warriors came to town and we won. I, I can't think of the last time I've heard of a defending NBA championship that was just so bad on the road the following season. And what's funny about most Warriors teams, when they struggle, they're like, oh, they're fine. They'll turn it around. I don't know if this team can turn it around. Well, you know what? That's a perfect segue to get into NBA crypto. Hit it. Bang, Stu, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. Bang, Stu, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. One dollar. Gonna be in the moon. You're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. Ah! <laughs> Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. All right, I'm gonna start in the Western Conference because it'll address why the Golden State Warriors still technically have this kind of chance. Number one in the West, the Denver Nuggets. They're a half game up on the second spot in the Western Conference. They've won eight in a row and have won nine of their last ten. Can we just go ahead and give Luka Doncic, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jokic, uh, Nikola Jokic, the, the MVP. The guy's a walking triple-double in his sleep. They are 21-3 and three at home, but about 500 on the road. Um, yeah, this team is serious. I like them by Denver as the top team in the West. The Memphis Grizzlies are two. They're a half game behind the Nuggets. They have won 11 in a row. Good God. They're 20-3 at home. Same record as Denver away, just above 500. Um, But 15-10 against the conference. And keep in mind, they only have 13 losses. But as the number two team in the Western Conference... I'm buying the Grizzlies. And the shocker of the league at three in the Western Conference, the Sacramento Kings, they continue to climb. Now, they're not in that race for one-two. They're six games behind Denver, but they are the start of areas three through five, if you will. They won five in a row. They score 119 a game. They won seven of their last ten. But... You know, when you're giving up 116 points to your opponent's defense, that can catch up with you. So I'm not buying Sacramento being the number three team in the Western Conference. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! At four, the Pelicans, they've been dropping. They were one time the number one team in the in the in the West about a week and a half, two weeks ago. They've lost two in a row. They've only won three of their last ten. Zion Williamson is still out. Um, they're under underwater on the road, nine and thirteen. Now I do buy them turning it around once Brandon Ingram gets back and when Zion Williamson gets back. Plus they're holding their opponents to about hundred and thirteen a game, so the defense is there. So I'm buying the Pelicans to be somewhere in the top four. And here come the slipping Mavericks. They're two games above five hundred. 
They're in the five spot, eight and a half games out of the top spot. They've lost three in a row. They give up as much as they score. They're eight and 15 on the road. They've only won four of their last 10. There's this big demand in Dallas to get Lucas some help, but it would probably have to be someone who has no hands because he won't pass to them. Look, Luka is kind of like the new style Carmelo Anthony, who, if Magic Johnson invented the no-look pass, Carmelo Anthony is the father of the look, no pass, and that's Luka Doncic. So I don't know what type of help is coming there because you have nothing that you could really give up. to pack. You'd have to package Dinwiddie. You might even have to put some things around him just to get another big-time star, but now you don't have any bench, so Dallas is really kind of in an albatross with 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 Luca. A great player, but you you you're not paying that much money for a potential MVP to be a 500 team. At 6, a shocker to me, the Utah Jazz, they're at 500. Oh, by the way, I'm selling the Mavericks at 5. The Mavs uh, the the Jazz are at 6. They started off hot. They've cooled way off. Uh they're 9 and a half out of the league. They're 9 and 16 on the road. Um, they've won five of the last five. They've won two in a row. But their problem, too, is they're giving up too many points to their opponents, about 116, and they're scoring 117. So that pretty much says any given game, they're either going to win by two or lose by two. And when you have that, you end up being a 500 team. At the sixth spot, I'm going to buy them. I'm a little bit of a Danny Ainge homer, right? I thought you were riding on the Laurie Markinen train. Well, I was at one point, but, you know, time sometimes trains have to make a stop or just paint the trains orange and they don't go anywhere. Um, at 7, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're just under 500. They've won their last 10, so they're starting to turn some things around. They're horrible on the road, 8-14. and 14, And in the division, they're 6-6. Six and six. You know, this is just one of those teams that every season you start to question, like, do they want it? Are they just content? You know, like, all right, we're, we're the seven, eight seed. We'll be in the play-in tournament. And so, if that's how they're going to be, they're a play-in team. At seven, I buy them at seven. Now, this team has been an utter disappointment. At eight, the L.A. Clipser, Clippers, they too are a game under 500. They're 10 off of the lead. They're 13 and 11 at home and 10 and 13 on the road. Yuck. They've lost two straight. They're two and eight out of their last ten. I don't. I. It may be time to break up the Kawhi Leonard Paul George experiment. A couple of local guys. They were supposed to turn things around, make a clip city, and now they're getting clipped. It's just not working out. I think Paul George might be a hot commodity for a team that feels like if we have that guy and we can get rid of some young pieces, say Sacramento. You might look at making a deal to get Paul George because I can't see the Clippers getting out of that eight spot. So I'm selling them right now, even in that eight spot. And they're talking about dealing John Wall, too. At the nine spot, the Golden State Warriors. Their game under 500, 10 back from the lead. As I mentioned, they're 5 and 18 on the road, and they're, they're giving up. More points than there are scoring. I mean, they're underwater in that regard. But they had some injuries in the front court. When you've got teams like the Clippers and Timberwolves and maybe even the Jazz in front of you, I'm selling the Warriors being this low because I can see them probably ending up around six or seven 
when the season ends. I think. Yeah, I see Golden State not being this bad, and probably with their goals to get to that sixth spot and avoid the play-in tournament. At ten, the Oklahoma City Thunder. What? They won four in a row, seven of their last ten. Oh man, they're fourteen and nine at home, and they're scoring points like at a clip. I think two of their games this year, they've scored over one hundred forty points, and they've only done that once before in the history of the of their entire franchise. And talk about even the Durant and Westbrook days; they didn't score that much like that. So, does this include the Seattle days, technically? No, Oklahoma City now okay, has just its, the Oklahoma City, just side. the Oklahoma City side. Yeah, so. Um, because they have their stats set up strictly for them, and I think eventually they'll end up having another team in Seattle. I don't know if it'll be a relocated team, but um, I'm buying Oklahoma City being a playoff-worthy, play-in team-worthy team that might be dangerous for one game, but not two of them. So I'm buying them at 10. All right, just on the outside, you've got some pretty big names. Portland is in the 11th seed. They're 10 and a half back. They're a half game, really, all the way. They're a half game out of seven. <laughs> right? So there's just this big log jam between seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. So all the, those, those teams, seven to 12, are all within one game of each other. So everything can flip. That's why the West is kind of crazy. But the, the Trailblazers at 11. Look, they get scoring from Simons and from Stott, uh, not Stott, really Stottermeyer, but from Dame to Dame Lillard. But this team is so-so at home. They're bad on the road. They've won three of their last ten. They're not scoring as a whole team. And while the defensive numbers look good of what they're holding opponents to, they can't score. So I'm buying the Portland Trail Blazers to be somewhere in the mix for the play-in. At 12, what is going on in Phoenix? Okay, so Chris Paul was out for an extended period of time. Now he's been in and out of the lineup. Devin Booker is out of the lineup. There are three games under 500. There are issues about DeAndre Ayton's effort that he's not picking up the slack. They've only won one of their last ten. They've lost three in the world, three in the row. I do, I do have to make a note that it's eighty to fifty-seven. They're leading Brooklyn right now, so they're gonna break that three-game streak. Okay, so like. they'll, so they looks like so they'll win two out of their last eleven <laughs> potentially. Not that that helps. But. Not that it helps. And they're seven and seventeen on the road. Now keep in mind, this team was in the NBA Finals just two years ago, virtually with the same lineup. I believe that some of the stuff that's going on with ownership, I think DeAndre Ayton might have some issues about like, okay, I played college ball here. I played pro ball here. I may want to be somewhere else. He was probably looking forward to getting dealt. That didn't help. So the Suns, I'm I'm buying them being a below-line team. Like They might not make the play in. <laughs> L.A. Lakers, big-time fakers. <laughs> They're in the 13th spot, 20 and 25. But... 12 out and two out of the six out of the seven spot. They're even at home. They're below 500 on the road. They won six of their last four, but defensively, they can't stop people. And Russell Westbrook is just a glaring offensive issue. Hats off to LeBron, still doing it at the age of 78 years old. But the Lakers just don't have enough firepower. They are going to struggle. I'm buying them being below the line and, and missing. 
<laughs> the play-in. And you got San Antonio and the Rockets towards the bottom, but they are where they are. The Rock- yeah. Well, oh, the- well, I don't think the Rockets want the machines to turn back on. If you lose 12 straight, you are going all in for Wanatambi, whatever his last name is. So yeah, it's everyone's at the bottom in the Wembayama street. Yeah, Wembayama, that's it. Wembayama lose by a lot. <laughs> so in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics remain at the top, um, four games clear of second. They have now won eight in a row. Their points per game have come down from one twenty, but the points per game for their opponents have come down from one fourteen down to one twelve, and that's what I want to see. 5-0 against the division, 19-8 and against the conference, 8 of their last 10 they've won. They're starting to extend that lead on the conference, and it's impressive. Uh, the Bucks are at number 2. Yeah, it's almost like, why wouldn't I buy blue chip? It's like, I'm not going to buy Apple? Hello, I got money to buy Apple. Uh, <laughs> look, the Bucks are at 2, and they're still trying to iron some things out. They've won 2 in a row, 6 of their last 10. Um, they're their points per game is relatively low, but they're holding defenses to even lower. So they're playing that grit basketball. They're not very good on the road. They're only 500, and that's been their hang-up. Um, you know, I, I think Giannis probably tires out at some point, and somebody else has to step up as a legit third scorer. Drew Holiday is a great compliment, but he's not someone who you think about. You've got to worry about him dropping 30 on you. At the three position, and this is the team that I say keep an eye on, Philadelphia 76ers. They've corrected some of the ills from earlier in the season. You've got Embiid back. You've got uh, you've got uh, James Harden back. Plus people like Maxi. Maxi's back. Then you've had the other players like Shake Melton, who's been playing all that time. So now these guys have gotten runs. They've won three straight. They won eight of their last ten. They're holding their opponents to one ten a game. So they're really stepping the defense up, and they've been impressive at home. Uh, losing only seven games at home. The Brooklyn Nets were on a big-time hot streak. They've lost three in a row. They're in the four spot, five and a half back. Clearly, you see the difference of Kevin Durant not being there. They've won six of their last ten. You might see even more of a drop with them as you continue to go. So I'm going to sell the Brooklyn Nets at four. I, I still think they'll end up dropping somewhere between five and six once the season's over just because of the extended time that Durant's been out. At the five spot, the Cavs, um, they're starting to come down to earth like I said they would the same way they did last year. They're six back behind the Celtics. They've uh, won six of their last ten, nine and 14 on the road. All that size. Um, I like them at five. I'm going to buy them at five. The Heat. Making a little creep. They won seven of their last ten. Uh, impressive defensively. Spolster's got them holding teams to under one under 109 per game. They're under underwater when it comes to on the road, but 14-9 and nine at home. They're nine games back from the lead. But I, they might be stuck at six. I buy them at six. Right behind them at seven, the New York Knicks. I think they're going to try and make some type of splash move. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul George doesn't end up in New York if the Clippers can't get it together. And if Paul George ends up with the Knicks, look the hell out. They're 11-13 and 13 at home. Uh, they've lost two in a row, but they've won seven of their last ten. So the Knicks could be on the cusp of making a big move. And if they do, I like them to probably move 
into maybe that six spot, five, they could be competing for that six spot like they are now. The Hawks are making a run. Uh, they were having issues at a point. They've won four in a row. They've won six of their last ten. They're ten and a half out. They're a game and a half out of the sixth spot. So the Hawks, I, I could buy them at eight. Pacers at nine. They look sexy at one point. I think at one point they were as high as five or six. They are down to nine. They've lost five in a row. Four of their last ten have they won. Um, teams are now scoring on them religiously. The defense has suffered. I'm selling them at nine. I think they continue to sleep. And at 10, and this is where I'll stop, I like the Bulls at 10. I buy them. They've won two in a row. If they can maintain that 10 position, they'll be primed for an upset in the play-in and can make it very interesting if if they go further. So Raptors, they're they're on the outside looking out. Wizards, then Magic Hornets, Pistons. Let's just put them all in one group. Yeah, yeah. And there you have it. NBA crypto. Celtics looking great. You can stop the music. Celtics look great. I, I it's really NBA finals or bust for that team. Late night with KJ. We wrap the show next here on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. seconds to go. New York, New York, the Bruins sweep. Three won the final. Yeah, late night, W-E-E-I. KJ, thank you so much for hanging out for the last hour and 50 minutes. Missed any of the show. Odyssey app is free. Just type in W-E-E-I to bring you here. You play replay all the shows of the day. Yeah, Bruins 3-1, beat the Rangers, sweep New York City. Now, technically, the Devils are just on the other side until they move to Brooklyn, probably. 15-14-1 on the road are the Bruins. And can I give Jeremy Swayman his flowers? Because this was going to be an interesting year. Right? You don't know if you're going to get in there, what you went through last year. Because remember, you were going back and forth goalies just to see we just stop a damn puck. But because what Linus has done, I think it's it's like fueled Swayman. Even though he gave up a goal, 31 saves, four power play slave saves. So give Swayman credit for stepping in and being as big time as one can be when he's getting his shots to when he's getting a shot to be in there. So good for him because you know, like you kind of buddy up, like come on, yeah, you know, come on, Coach Montgomery. You know, you and I both went to the same school. You know, look out for me. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be our guy. <laughs> Whoa. So, Swayman, nice in net tonight. Um, let's get to the text line. 37937. Joe, what you got? 413 texter about the Celtics and the Warriors. Warriors did not need this game at all and didn't have to prove anything to anyone. They have the ring. Really hope you're not excited and think this is some monumental win given the Warriors are awful on the road this season. Well, thank you for spending that much time for typing on your phone. Um, that's a lot. And, uh, yeah, you know that must be one of those warrior tree huggers in western Massachusetts. I hug my tree, I eat sap out of the tree, and I love the Warriors. Yeah, this this game meant a lot to the Warriors because they're now below 500. This is a game they had to go on the road and win when you've only won five games on the road, none of them against 500 teams, and you want to beat somebody that you feel like you have a mental edge over. So yeah, it meant something to them. Yet, yet you know when they won their championship? 
not this season. <laughs> so it does matter. I mean, I know you probably don't want to hear that, but yes. All right, at WEEI, follow on Twitter as well as at KJ Carson. Yeah, go seize. Way to kind of exercise that demon of the of the Warriors being in your head because they were in their head a little bit. You saw them shooting those threes early on and being unconfident with their shots and stuff like that. They fixed it. And yeah, love it. It's a feel-good night, KJ. What can you say? It is. B's and C's win. Bill O'Brien showed up for an interview. Red Sox got themselves another outfielder, which means Kike's probably like, I know your buddy with Justin Turner, but now you guys are both going to be taking infield practice together. (laughs) Have a good Thursday night. I'll talk to you tomorrow night here at 10 p.m. WEEI. See ya!